Welcome to the Crop Insurance Podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of crop insurance. I'm your host, Mike Rydell, third generation crop insurance agent, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this educational journey. At our family owned and operated business, we've been providing crop insurance expertise for generations. Our goal here is simple, to educate our listeners. Crop insurance can be complex and overwhelming, but I believe that understanding it is crucial for every farmer. So whether you're a seasoned farmer looking to stay updated or a newcomer seeking guidance, this podcast is for you. Welcome to a special edition of the Crop Insurance Podcast. This episode is going to be about spring planting in regards to late plant or prevent plant. Uh, So you may encounter a situation where you're unable to plant your spring crop due to excess moisture is a pretty typical example. Um, While it's something that can be an insurable cause of loss, uh, it's also heavily regulated and can become difficult to navigate. The rule of thumb is that it's typically better to plant versus not plant. But when it's not possible, uh, here are some tips. I think the first thing to understand with uh, crop insurance is that every crop has planting dates. So they have early plant dates and they have late plant dates. And so those are all found in the county actuarials for your county and crop. Uh, There's a link to this in our website. You can check it out at the cropinsurancepodcast.com. We've got a link to the county actuarials right there. Um, So these dates are going to help you determine if you're in a prevent plant or late plant situation. So the thing you have to understand is when you look at the chart for your crop, you're going to pull up, let's say, Cascade County and spring and wheat. So you're going to be looking at spring wheat. In the little table, it's going to tell you some dates. And understanding those dates can be a little tricky because they use some interesting words to describe them. In the county actuarials, you're going to see a date called the final planting date. And so what this means is this is the last day you can plant your crop and receive 100% of your coverage on your crop insurance policy. That doesn't mean 100% of your APH. That just means whatever you've signed up for, say 70% revenue protection, you'll get all of that coverage if you plant your spring crop by that date. Now, if you don't plant it by that date, you have time to get it planted, which is known as the late planting period. And you'll notice in the county actuarials, you'll see a date called the end of late planting period. So this is the last day you can plant your crop. And so the way it works is that over the course of time from the final plant date to the end of the late planting period, you lose 1% of coverage each day. As you start to seed these acres in these fields, you want to make sure you report them is the day you finish seeding that field. Because I know some people will seed a little bit of fields here and then wait a couple days, seed a little bit of fields there because they're waiting on it to dry out or just the lack of equipment. But every time you finish seeding a field on that day, you're gonna wanna note it because it'll have more coverage than the later planted dates. And you can do this in a, inside a unit as well. Well, once you hit the end of the late plant period, you are now looking at a prevent plant situation. And just so you know, prevent plant can get a little bit tricky because it's not just a given. You're not gonna qualify for this every single time. RMA defines it as failure to plant the insured crop by the final planting date or within the late planting period 
due to an insured cause of loss that is general to the surrounding area and that prevents other producers from planting acres with similar characteristics. And so if you're the only one in your area and all your neighbors got their spring wheat planted and you're the only one that didn't, chances are you're not going to qualify for a prevent plant. Uh, so you're going to have to work with your crop insurance agent and adjuster to figure that out. Um, so again, it's got to be insurable cause of loss why you couldn't plant it. Excess moisture is a pretty common one that we see. And so that's one to keep in mind. The other biggie is your neighbors have to suffer from the same thing you are in order to get that. And it has the 2020 rule, which so much of crop insurance does. And what that is, is a minimum of 20 acres or 20% of a unit structure in order to qualify. So if you just have a little low lying area in your field and it's like five acres, they're not going to pay you for those five acres. So the other thing to keep in mind is in order to be eligible for the prevent plant payment, acreage must have been planted to a crop insured and harvested in at least one of the previous four crop years. This is known as the one in four year. So you have to have seeded, harvested, and insured, or it could have been adjusted for a claim in any one of the last four years. If you haven't, they're not going to let you qualify for a prevent plant. There are ways to get new crops that you're newly seeding to get prevent plant coverage, but that has to happen at sales closing and not at acreage reporting. The other thing you're going to have to satisfy is you must have eligible acres in order to qualify for a prevent plant. So if you're looking to seed the most acres you've ever seeded of a crop before, and you have a lot of those acres already seeded, chances are you could run out of eligible acres, and so you're not going to qualify for a prevent plant. So the way that works is they look at the previous four crop years, and they look at the total acres you've seeded of that crop, and then in those four years, which year had the most acres, and then you're going to use that as your total eligible acres for this year. Then you're going to take the total eligible acres minus what you've already seeded, and then the balance is your eligible prevent plant crop acres. There's a handy little chart for this on our website. If you click on the link in the podcast, it'll take you to an article that has that in there. So just so you know, there are ways, uh, there is an ability to increase the eligible acres based on added land uh, and via different crop insurance options. But again, that all takes place at sales closing. So for spring crops, that can be March 15th sales closing or like in Montana for wheat, that's September 30th. So keep those dates in mind and when you have to make those decisions to try to help uh, with your potential prevent plant. If you're thinking of seeding a brand new crop you've never seeded, uh, you need to keep your crop insurance agent in the loop there. If you run out eligible acres, it's not the complete end of the world because there's the ability to roll to the next available crop. Now you can't increase the dollar amount you get paid, but if there's other spring crops that you're not planning that you do have eligible acres in, you can roll to those acres. So there's a calculation for that as well. You know, your crop insurance agent can give you all of these numbers pretty easily. So keep in mind, if you're going to do a prevent plant, you got to provide verifiable records acceptable to the crop insurance adjuster showing the cause of loss that occurred during the insurance period. Period. You're going to need to keep records of all the inputs needed for the intended acres, showing that you had bought the seed, you had everything ready to go, just couldn't get it in the ground type stuff. You need accurate records of planting, replanting, and harvesting the grain if necessary. You're just going to need a lot of different pieces of information that they're going to need. The prevent plant claims can take some time. So I guess the biggie is what does it look like in terms of payment? So if you qualify, you meet all the rules for prevent plant, you'll get paid 60% of your coverage. So they'll pay you 60% of your APH times coverage level times projected price. 
that's what your loss payment will be. The premium, however, will be at 100% of what it would have been if you had timely seeded it. The last little piece is once you're all done and you have your prevent plant acres, you've worked with your adjuster and your crop insurance agent to get everything finalized, you need to make sure that those acres are listed on an acreage reporting form and signed by you designating them as prevent plant acres. Crop insurance needs that for your history and to document it on their system. So at the end of the day, just remember you have late plant. If you plant during that late plant period, once you get to there, you hit a prevent plant situation, assuming you've met all the other guidelines for prevent plant. At the end of the day, once you get to the final planting date, you need to make sure you notify your crop insurance agent to start filing a claim or a notice of loss to get the process started. This is probably one of the most important things you can do is file a timely notice of loss. From my family to yours, thank you very much for listening. I sincerely hope that this presentation has been instrumental in enhancing your understanding of federal crop insurance. If you find value in our podcast, we kindly encourage you to subscribe and spread the word among your friends and neighbors. To access further information, please visit our website at thecropinsurancepodcast.com where you'll find the latest podcast episodes, articles, and exciting new features can be located in one place. This information is not all-inclusive and is meant to be used only as general guidelines for educational purposes. For additional information, please see Crop Provisions, reference the Crop Insurance Handbook or Loss Adjustment Manual, or contact your crop insurance agent. This institution is an equal opportunity provider and employer.